Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey guys, it's another Sunday night and it's another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina Thomas, psychiatrist in South Florida. I want to say I really appreciate all of the love and all of the engagement that you folks have shown me, um, you know, it's really, it's really humbling to know that people like to hear what I have to say about mental health stuff. And tonight I'm talking about the infamous coronavirus 19 vaccination. If you follow me on social media, you know that I've done two interviews um, with uh, Dr. Sydney Coupe. One was for 99 Jams Community Matters, which I'm a guest host on that show. So please listen every Sunday morning at 5 a.m. And the other was my Therapy Thursday Live that we uh, just conducted a couple of days ago on Thursday night. And it was interactive. People did ask questions. I wanted to just play the episode from 99 Jams so that you all can hear the facts about the coronavirus 19 vaccination. But before we get into that, I just want to say, be safe out here, guys. This is going to be, for some folks, especially people who live in the DMV area, a challenging week. It's a lot of nonsense going on. Uh, Wednesday, January 6, 2021 is a day that will never be forgotten. You know, that is the day that our, our president of the United States, Donald Trump, led a riot and insurgents against our own country. I don't know why Donald Trump and over 150 Republicans thought that they would reject the popular votes of the American people in the 2020 presidential election and replace them with their own electoral college votes. Now, ain't that a bitch? They wanted to reject the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and try to keep this fool in office for a second term. Yeah, I'm in the Army Reserve. I'm a lieutenant colonel, but I can have my opinion about who runs this country, and I have an opinion. Um, You guys know on January 6th that thousands of violent folks reached the Capitol, white folks, and some some blacks, and some some videos and pictures you see brothers and and a, a couple of sisters. But it's almost like they were looking for members of Congress. And my question is, well, what were you guys going to do to these members of Congress if you were able to find them or cross paths with them? They made threats to kill Vice President Mike Pence and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Unfortunately, their plan did not work. They delayed the official certification progress process excuse me, of Congress, but only until 5, 4 a.m. of the next day. So listen, just, you know, stay low a little bit. I know some of you personally, you, you own your own firearms, yet you're, you're, you're carrying, you're packing. But, you know, we don't need any violence going into this very important week. We are going to stay safe and, um, and protect our country. We all live here and we got to have, we have to have more love, y'all. We are in unprecedented times right now. I'm excited for this week um, when President-elect Joe Biden and a.k.a. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris 
are inaugurated. This is just going to be a beautiful week. It's going to be pink and green everywhere. As you guys know, I'm a Delta, and we just had our Founders Day, and the AKAs had a Founders Day also. So this is just just rolling out very nicely. Um, So anyhow, tonight you are hearing um, an interview that I and uh, Dr. Sydney Coupe of the Sydney Medical Group, um, we conducted this interview for 99 Jams, Community Matters. If you guys are not watching or listen, I'm I'm sorry, if you don't listen to the show, it's every Sunday morning at 5 a.m. with Super Cindy on 99 Jams. I'm a guest host. Um, And so... Dr. Sidney Coupe and I, we um, conducted an interview where I asked him several questions about the coronavirus 19 vaccination. Please join me on the couch tonight and listen as Dr. Coupe answers all of our questions. If you missed Therapy Thursday this past Thursday, I interviewed him live on Facebook and on YouTube, YouTube as well. But it doesn't hurt to hear information more than once, you know. Maybe you missed it, and maybe it's easier for you to just listen. I have some great shows coming up for you these um, following Sundays, so I just want you to be prepared and be ready. Next Sunday, I'm talking with DJ Shock about the mental health implications of kidney disease and being an end-stage renal disease. And following that, man, I just have some great shows planned out. So thank you for joining me on the couch again for another Sunday night. And you know what time it is, Brain Love. Hey, 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 good morning, Super Cindy. It's another Sunday, and we're here on 99 Jams Community Matters with Super Cindy. This is Dr. Dalvina, guest host. And listen, this morning we have a very serious topic. I am talking with a guest today, an internist, a physician who specializes in internal medicine. His name is Dr. Sidney Coupe. Good morning, Dr. Coupe, and welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Delvita. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for getting up so early to discuss such a serious topic. Um, I know this is what you do, but I also know you're a fun type of person as well. Uh, We can have fun, but we're going to discuss this coronavirus 19 because I want the listeners to be better informed about this vaccination Um, People are, you know, there's a lot of rumors that are going around. There's a lot of misinformation. And folks, we're using today's show to correct that misinformation, to correct those rumors, to give you the facts regarding this coronavirus 19 vaccination. This is going to be a two-part program here. So if you're joining us right now, thank you so much for getting up this morning and and joining Dr. Coupe and me. Before we go into the topic of discussion, Dr. Coupe, if you could please give us your bio. Tell everyone who was Dr. Coupe. Sure, Dr. Thomas. Thank you again for this uh, amazing opportunity to be here with the community. Um, As you already heard, um, you know, I am an internal medicine physician here, and I've been practicing here in South Florida for about a decade now. And um, what I do essentially is I provide primary care to ethnically and linguistically diverse people in our community. Um, I am the founder of Spark Health uh, Organization, which is a company that that delivers um, and support clinics um, to have a comprehensive community health model. Um, And it's a a model that also involves an innovative membership uh, to allow more people to access it, whether they have insurance or not. And so essentially, Coupe Quality Clinic, which is located in Pompano, is one of the first clinic underneath the Spark Health model. 
um, that, that has a comprehensive service that includes not just internal medicine, physical health, but it also consists of behavioral health, as well as wellness and other aspects in terms of healthcare that we do. Um, and what we've done is this innovative model, uh, which is a membership style model. It allows people to have access, whether they have insurance or not. And so this was perfect because as you know, uh, Dr. Thomas, a lot of people don't have access, mm -hmm. especially during times like this. So um, I've been doing this work um, in Fort Lauderdale area and, and greater Miami. In addition to that, um, I, I am of Haitian descent. My parents are from Haiti. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. And so it's natural that I'm going to want to do things for my parents' native country. And so for about close to 20 years now, um, I've been uh, working in Haiti, looking at how we can improve uh, healthcare delivery. Um, and I am now currently the uh, primary care advisor for a company that does work in Haiti called Sante New. And so um, I'm also excited about that because Sante New focuses on providing emergency services for people who are traveling to Haiti while providing primary care for people who live in Haiti. And so it's an awesome time right now, Dr. Thomas, for us, and where, you know, healthcare now, we're really being disruptive in the way we look at things and how we bring solutions to the current problems we're dealing with. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So another applause for Dr. Kube being here. So let's go ahead and delve into this topic because we only have about an hour what? to discuss coronavirus disease 2019, a.k.a. COVID-19. Folks, if you uh, continue to listen, we'll go into the topic of um, this is a show about the vaccination, the coronavirus 19 vaccination. But first, let's start out, you know, let's go a little slow. Let's crawl first before we we jump to walk and run. Dr. Coupe, what is COVID-19? Well, you know, I think by now, Dr. Thomas, a lot of us have heard uh, enough about this thing, right? Um, people who are probably not in healthcare can probably explain this to us now. But, but essentially, it's important for us to know the basics. And, and you're right, because um, mm -hmm. in, order, in order to really understand where we stand, we got to know the basics. So there's a virus. The virus is called a severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, okay? And, and so that's what the SARS- COV-2 stands for. So it's a severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus number two. The reason why it's number two is because we had a number one before. And so with this virus, uh, which as you know, started in Wuhan, China, um, was when it was first uh, diagnosed. And we call it COVID-19 because it's a coronavirus disease of 2019. And the late part of 2019 is when it was discovered. So, so that's the virus. And, and it causes this disease we call the COVID-19 disease. And, and it obviously is now a pandemic. And, um, and so that's what we need to understand. Now, this virus, although it's not necessarily a unfamiliar virus, but this particular strand, which we call coronavirus number two, is indeed new. And so if we understand that, then we know that it's about how do we face this new strand of coronavirus. And, and unfortunately, as you all have witnessed, that this strand has been severe, um, easily transmissible. And when you get it, it causes severe inflammation and disease process in people's body. 
So just, you know, again, quick review, tell us, um, this is a virus, you mentioned that, so that's the type of microorganism we're talking about today, guys. This is a virus. How is COVID-19 spread? You know, it's, it's, that's the thing. You know, coronavirus, COVID-19 is spread very similarly to any other virus, right? Um, it's, it's caused by respiratory droplets, right? So if somebody sneezes, you know, coughs, the small, small particles that you and I don't even see can actually uh, touch somebody's uh, oral area or face area and causes transmission, right? Or if somebody sneezes and then uses their hands and touches a doorknob and, and someone else has touched that doorknob, they can get the virus. We call that transmission via what we call fomites, okay? So, um, you know, the disease can be transmitted there. And as you know, any other surfaces, right? So from plastics to, to desktops to, you know, to silverwares, et cetera. And, and the virus could hang out, depending on the surface, in different times. And so it's spread in that fashion. Um, you know, and, and I know we're wearing masks and, and we talk about whether this thing could, could spread through just the simple air. Um, we still don't believe that. We think that, um, again, it is spread via this respiratory droplets. Uh, the small, small particles that you and I don't appreciate in terms of don't see often. And, and also it's spread through fomites. And, and that's why, um, you know, it's important that people who are sick need to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the symptoms um, folks are expressing when they're infected with COVID-19? Let's review that really quickly before we go on to this discussion about vaccinations. Sure, sure, sure. And, and the symptoms, as you all know, um, you know, mild symptoms such as body aches, fatigues, headaches, um, and, and sometimes moderate symptoms such as coughing, um, you know, and, and could advance to severe type of disease such as shortness of breath. Um, you know, when you think about how this virus uh, infects the body, you start appreciating, you know, uh, the reasons why we have these symptoms because it causes increased inflammation. So when you see a people having cold-like or flu-like symptoms, especially during this time, you want to think about COVID. Um, I know early on we had different descriptions of, you know, COVID uh, symptoms are slightly different from a flu symptom, a flu uh, virus infection. But, but to be frank, um, it's so slight that don't even waste time uh, trying to differentiate it. I think it's important that you all know that it's cold and respiratory symptoms are, are very common. Um, headaches um, are common. Um, you know, even stuff like diarrhea and so forth. I mean, if somebody's feeling under the weather, it's important to think about COVID-19, especially during times like this. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dr. Coupe, thank you for that introduction. Now let's dive into vaccinations. Um, before we discuss the COVID-19 vaccine, and I present you with some of the questions, some questions some of the listeners submitted for today's discussion, let's have a, a very brief discussion about the history of, of vaccines. Um, so, you know, I'd like to remind some folks who have concerns about COVID-19 vaccine that this is what we do. You know, this is what we do all over the world is to protect one another and to prevent folks from dying from diseases. Um, scientists and physicians and uh, infectious disease specialists and uh, microbiology specialists, we all try to come together and determine, you know, is there something we can create that we can that we can make inside of a lab that will protect human beings from being infected and, and from dying 
from these types of, of diseases. And Dr. Capay, you know, like I know from medical school, what the first vaccine was, the first vaccine that was created ever, that was sort of by chance, but it still was the first successful vaccine. And we've had several you know, several vaccines since that time. But Edward Jenner in, in 1796 developed the first documented vaccine for smallpox. And so, you know, folks, you know, people are uncomfortable with COVID-19 vaccine, but we've been doing this for a very long time. We have vaccines for cholera, for rabies, for tetanus, and a lot of these things have been redeveloped. Also for um, tuberculosis and pertussis, and I've had the smallpox vaccination. I've had the anthrax vac vaccination. Here in America, when you enter the school, well, when you're born actually is when you start the process of receiving vaccines, unless your family is has religious beliefs against or anti-vaccine. But in order for your child to enter the public school system, unless again, there's a really good bona fide reason, you have to, on behalf of your children, you have to consent for these physicians to vaccinate your child. So we have several different types of vaccine uh, vaccines. And for folks who are concerned about COVID-19 vaccination, we didn't just start this process of discovering and creating vaccine guys. So get comfortable. And, um, and listen as we discuss so you can have your questions answered. Um, so Dr. Coupe, let's answer the first question that patients have been concerned about, that um, people have been concerned about. How was the COVID-19 vaccine developed so quickly? You know, A great, lot of patients are suspicious. You know, <laughs> hey, listen, you know, I get it. I get it. And you know something? Um, it's good that we're suspicious. That's, that's human nature. That's the first sense of curiosity. And, you know, this is history repeating itself, so to speak. Um, and it's so important that we start with that. And I wanted to backtrack a little bit on, on what you said, Dr. Thomas, that, you know, it's not the first uh, vaccine we created. Number two, uh, vaccine is the single, single medical invention that has actually saved the lives of generations of people. And in fact, it's probably the most effective medical intervention we have up until this point today, okay? Um, medicine doesn't have much uh, in their toolbox uh, that really can impact health as significant as vaccine does. So, so it's important that we remember that and remember the history, the historical perspective of that. Now, to this question, Amen. no, um, you know, there is a process that vaccination creation goes through. This process has not changed since the flu pandemic in 1918. That's before all of our times, right? Um, you know, when the flu came out, for us to understand, um, you know, why uh, this is happening and how to come up with a, a vaccine against the flu pandemic. I mean, this was a horrible uh, pandemic that happened. I mean, if you remembered, or maybe not, but there's over 600,000 people who died worldwide um, from the flu pandemic. So, so it's almost like history repeating itself because this is almost similar, right? Where now pandemic is happening, you know, which we're in a race of finding a vaccine as a solution and trying to save as many lives as possible. And so that's, in my opinion, is where we are right now. So, but the process of developing the vaccine stays the same. So what is this process? So just so for people who are listening, there's something called a preclinical testing. That is when they test the vaccine on animals, okay? This phase, all vaccines go through it just to see if it actually can 
make the immune system uh, be triggered to protect itself. So in other words, just to see if the vaccine works. So they try it on animals. That's, that's the first part, the preclinical testing. After the preclinical testing, there is something called phase one, okay? Phase one is the safety uh, portion. So, so this is when we actually start using human beings. And in phase one, we look at whether the vaccine is safe, okay? We look at whether it's safe. Before we look at the efficacy as we look at how it triggers the immune system, but we look at whether it's safe. Second phase is that now that we have a group of people, 100 people or so, that it's safe, we expand the vaccine by giving it to more people, like 100,000 people, right? And that's phase two. When that phase happens, now we're not looking for only whether if it's effective, but we're also looking for whether if it's safe as well, to see whether if it's doing the same thing in all types of people. That means big people, short people, black people, white people. So we, that's phase two. And then phase three is when we further expand the number of people that get it. Then we go into different demographics, different backgrounds, different you know, different types of folks, different types of diseases, um, and to see whether the vaccine works in other people. So this coronavirus vaccine, the, the ones that Pfizer and Moderna have now brought up as an emergency utilization, um, and the government has approved it, has gone through all these phases. Yes, um, this is the fastest approval in history um, of vaccination creation. But I have to tell you that they went through all of these phases to get to a point where we're able to now say it's okay to use it. Um, you know, as and, and let me jump in and just say that practice makes perfect, folks. I would be disappointed in our country if we weren't able to execute this task so fast. We've been doing this for centuries. We should know how to do this. And we have more technology available to us to make something like this happen as they have. They've been able to do that, to do the research. We're building on previous research, previous studies, previous vaccinations and other cures that we've created. So I would expect that we could crank it out this quickly. Absolutely, Dr. Thomas. And you know, you're right. You know, with all this technology we have nowadays, um, you, know, it, you know, it's an exciting thing. And also, though, um, in addition to, you know, this, the speed of, of this, we are using a new method as well, which is using something called mm. messenger mm. RNA, right? So, but before I even okay. go into that, just to let you know, the vaccination trials started as early as March. So, so for those who are like, wow, how did we get to this vaccination so quickly? They got to understand that we've been doing trials since early as March before WHO even announced that it was a world pandemic, right? And so we were already on top of that. And this is why the integrity of our scientific community, our scientific professionals, the physicians, the scientists who give their lives to their work, they will not, mm -hmm. you know, they will not go outside of their, their, their methods, their processes. They, they would not necessarily compromise the process just so we can get a vaccination quickly. Yes, there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of people talking around that, but I need our community to know that they went through the entire process from preclinical trials all the way to phase three to know whether okay. these vaccines are going to work. 
All right, y'all, you're hearing it here, man. You're hearing it from Dr. Coupe. He is the person to speak on this. So we are not necessarily going too fast, basically. They've gone through all of the steps, all of the phases. And now, so talk to us, Dr. Coupe, what is the basic makeup of the COVID-19 vaccine? So a uh, great question, great question. And so, you know, one of the things um, that I always hear from people, uh, oh my gosh, this vaccine may have... Um, you know, some microchip that's going to track us. Um, some people even, you know, these fallacies about this vaccine has, you know, HIV or, or, or whatever the case may be that you hear about. So, so, I mean, I always tell people, look, don't necessarily listen to people's opinions. Don't listen to people's ideas. Find out information for yourself, okay? Get informed, mm-hmm. okay? First of all, you need to talk to people that you've been talking to forever about your health, which is your doctor's your nurses, the people that care for you now, those are the people you need to talk to about this vaccine. Not, not some, someone from the media talking about, oh, this vaccine has problems. I mean, we can't go there. So, so what does this vaccine have in it? Okay, are you ready? So it has this thing called messenger RNA. Okay, this is basically what's in our genetic makeup already. It's a genetic makeup. It's a, it's a, it's a messenger RNA that is reading a particular component of the virus. I'm going to repeat this for a second. The messenger RNA that's in these vaccine, in this COVID-19 vaccine, has what you call a genetic material makeup of a part of the virus. And it's the part of the virus that does not cause disease. It's the part of the virus that is recognized by the immune system. So the vaccine has that because that's what your own DNA is going to read in order for it to build an immune defense or immune response against COVID-19. So the vaccine has this messenger RNA and it also has other things in it that helps the messenger RNA travel to your body. So it has stuff that's like lipids and some fancy biochemistry names that most people would not know unless you take, you know, chemistry or or organic chemistry. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing that oil and sugar is made out of. So essentially, the lipids, the the dihydrate sucrose, the the dibasic sodium, the, the phosphate dihydrate, sucrose, sodium chloride, those things, potassium chloride, those things that are in the vaccine is what's in oil and sugar. In fact, they're the same components that are put together in a different format to make oil and sugar. So when people ask me, Dr. Coupe, what's in this vaccine? I tell them, look, it's the DNA, RNA, I'm sorry, and, and, and oil and sugar. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. So, I mean, people already have enough oil and sugar in their body already. So I don't know what they're afraid of. Okay, but that's what I tell them. I said, listen, and my patients, they get it. They're like, wow. But, but I mean, to be frank, the, 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 the items that are in this vaccine, I looked at it in detail, the scientists, these are things that they're using for the messenger RNA to get where it needs to get. So our immune system can then learn a new defense against what we now call the COVID-19 virus. Okay, allow me to interject. I just got a question from a listener. They want to know what is messenger RNA? What is that exactly? 
So messenger RNA um, is- Which a, Dr. Coupe also called mRNA, guys. So messenger RNA and mRNA are the same thing. You don't have to go into too many details. We don't want to get lost in the weeds, you know? So it's, it's a, a pretty simple concept, but this is the first time that we've used, I believe, mRNA in a vaccination and a vaccine. If I'm, uh, let me know if I'm lying, Dr. Coupe, but I don't think we've used mRNA previously. Um, and, and folks, if you majored in science of any type of science in school and you had a, a um, what is it, genetics class in college or an organic chemistry class, you would have learned, um, I'm sorry, not organic chemistry, but biochem. A biochemistry class, we learn about the process of making DNA. And Dr. Coupe mentioned that a little earlier, how this messenger RNA gets transcribed into what we call proteins, basically. So I think that's probably the most basic way to describe it. What would you, would you add anything to that, Dr. Coupe? You know, you're right. You know, we're not training future doctors right now at this moment, although they're listening to us. The issue is this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The issue is this. The RNA which stands for ribonucleic acid, okay, is basically a, 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 a some sort of, um, it, it carries instructions um, from a DNA, okay? And, mm -hmm. and so our DNA is our genetic makeup. And so it reads the instructions of a DNA and, and basically to synthesize what you call proteins. But this virus, this virus only has RNA, so, so what the messenger RNA is, it's the RNA, which is the ribonucleic acid, the genetic material of that virus, the cover of that virus, right? The coronavirus cover. It's the RNA of that virus mm -hmm. that they took the genetic coding of it and injected in us. And what that would do is that would then come to our genetic material so we could learn that code. And so our immune system can now develop a defense a healthy way without causing severe illness in order to combat the COVID-19 in case your body contracts it or you get uh, uh, ill with it. So, so hold that thought, Dr. Coupe, because we are coming up on our first break. Guys, you've been listening to me, Dr. Delvina, guest host on 99 Jams Community Matters with Super Cindy. We're in here talking about the coronavirus 19 vaccination. I have special guest Dr. Coupe on with me. Um, we are going to give you his social media handles and all of those things at the end of the second segment. So if you would, please come back and join us for another uh, segment as we go into more details about the coronavirus 19 vaccination. And, and some folks have submitted questions ahead of time. So I'm going to ask Dr. Coupe all these questions so that you guys are more clear about the COVID-19 vaccination. Again, mRNA is just a protein and the body quickly breaks it down. But I get it, folks. I understand how some people have likened this mRNA to 5G with the cell phones. But so the vaccine, this, this is not a way to control you. This is not a way to track you. This is not a way to know what you're doing every minute of the day. None of these things will occur. This is a novel, a new way of creating a vaccination, as Dr. Coupe said, without making people sick, as some of the previous vaccinations I've done in the past. We'll be right back, guys. Time for a quick break. All right, y'all, we're back. We had to take a short little break. Things are getting heavy in here, but we're trying to keep it very basic. This is Dr. Delvina, guest host of Community Jams. Um, I'm sorry, Community Matters on 99 Jams with Super Cindy. And I have Dr. Sydney Coupe here, who is an internal medicine doctor with a private practice. Dr. Coupe, 
please, before we go on, please give folks your, your social media handles, your office phone number, things like that. In the event listeners cannot stay on and listen to the end of the second segment, please tell folks how they can find you. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so I'm Dr. Coupe, and um, we are committed essentially to making sure everyone has access to healthcare. So if you need to find me, uh, you can call my office at 786. 786- 207-4788. That's the basic and straightforward way to reach us. Again, it's 786-207-4788. And if you're in social media, you want to just follow us and get a sense on what we're doing in the community, you can follow me at my uh, Instagram at dr.sydneycoupe. Again, it's, it's dr for dr.sydneycoupe. So it's at Dr. Sydney Coupe. Facebook, it's Sydney Coupe. Um, you can see um, also our uh, clinic's uh, uh, social media, which is uh, Coupe Quality Clinic, and it's C-O-U-P-E-T as in Thomas, just like Dr. Thomas, right? So Dr. Coupe, and it's Coupe Quality Clinic, and uh, our Instagram is at Dr. Sydney Coupe, as well as at Coupe Quality Clinic, and Facebook is Sydney Coupe, and I hope uh, to hear from you guys soon. All righty. So we're getting back into this discussion, guys. We're talking about the COVID-19, coronavirus-19 vaccination. Um, There's a lot of myths out here, more myths than facts, I believe. So I'm just trying to set the record straight, and I'm glad 99 Jams is allowing this conversation to take place with Dr. Coupe this morning. We know that um, this has been a a fast trial, these trials that Moderna and... um, um, shoot, I'm blanking on the Pfizer. name of the other company. Help me out. Pfizer. Pfizer. Oh my gosh, I blanked on that. Pfizer, Moderna. These have been um, some pretty quick trials. Most trials are six to seven years, but I assure you folks, no steps have been skipped due to the many alliances that work together to coordinate the research and the rollouts for these vaccinations. And um, if you were listening to the first part of this this discussion, Dr. Coupe went through what is included Um in these trials, what, how, how many phases, what happens during each of these phases, how we get to an end point of creating the vaccination. Um, Pfizer and Moderna trials did kick off in cit- Central Florida. They were both up and running by April 2020. So they've been on this thing now for almost a year. Both studies were very similar. They use similar protocols, you know, so it was comparing apples to apples. The trials were not that very different. Um, so have some faith in medicine. I understand as, as uh, Black Americans, Caribbean Americans, Black folks in America, we, we have had things happen in the past that has um, where we feel our, you know, our trust has been violated and the government has done things, you know, Tuskegee experiment comes to mind for a lot of folks, but thank God we have moved beyond that. Um, We have transitioned, we're transcended to a whole nother level. We have folks who look like Dr. Coupe and myself and listeners who are a part of these trials, you know, a, a black female led the research, the investigations for creating this vaccination Um, So, you know, be a little, be more trustworthy, I should say, not a little, be more trustworthy. Vaccinations are very important and they have been the reason for certain diseases being eliminated from the United States. Diseases like yellow fever, smallpox, smallpox killed 8% of the population in Boston. Um, So, you know, and and besides killing folks in many other places, but uh, that's just one grave example Um, Vaccinations have been responsible for eradicating malaria, poliomyelitis, measles, rubella, diphtheria, and it takes time 
because there's a whole process that goes into eliminating these diseases. You know, we have to create something that's called herd immunity. Some of you folks may have heard Dr. Fauci speaking and doing interviews and talking about, well, how do we get to herd immunity for coronavirus 19? Of course, it's a combination of folks being exposed to the virus, being exposed and also manifesting symptoms, but as well as people being vaccinated against the virus. And right now we're talking about coronavirus 19. Uh, Dr. Coupe did mention, um, you know, as I said, he mentioned the phases and how things, uh, how the vaccinations are created. When we ended the last segment, we were talking about the basic makeup of COVID-19 vaccination. So Dr. Coupe, the next question to you is, how does the vaccine work? How does it protect us? Well, you know, great question, Dr. Thomas, and, and thank you so much for just really going back to remind people about what vaccine has done to our human race and supported our human race in protecting us. And, and polio is a great example because we eliminated polio in 1980. I mean, polio was eliminated in 1980, but since, you know, this new fade around anti-vaccine, now polio is popping up around the, the world now, right? And so it's because people are not vaccinated. Right. And so that's a real, 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 real example, conversation about what, where we are when it comes to vaccination. And, and we got to learn from our history. And then our people in our community, we're smarter than that. We don't, we don't depend on people just speaking without us getting our resources. And yes, vaccines, and, and let's put it just this way, medicine has failed our people. Medicine mm -hmm. historically failed us. This is why instead of sitting back and walking away from something that failed us, I'm standing up to correct it. Dr. Thomas is standing up to correct it. And our communities need to stand with us. And they are going to stand with us because they know that there is truth to the things that, that, that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, when you think about what's the vaccine is going to do to us, first things first, this vaccine, as we said in the last session, that what does it have in it? You know, essentially, I, I was dumbing it down and saying, oh, it just has oil and sugar. But when you look at it, it's the same makeup of that. It does not contain any eggs. It doesn't take, contain any preservatives. And it certainly doesn't take latex. So it doesn't have latex. It doesn't have preservatives. It does not have eggs. So those who have those allergies don't need to worry about it. They can get this vaccine. It's so important. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for making that apparent. Thank you. Thank I'm you. i to make that clear. So, so, so there's no, oh, I'm not going to take this because I'm allergic to eggs or whatever it is. So again, this vaccine does not contain eggs preservatives or latex. The second thing, so when you do get this vaccine, okay, you get it in a series of two shots, basically. And I know we're going to get into this later, but I want to say these things first so we can understand the impact of this. Oh, that's, that's fine. Okay. So it happens. That's in perfect. Shots, okay. Because the studies have shown um, that it requires two shots, which are going to be 21 days apart. So you'll get the first one and then you get the second one 21 days later. So you could be fully immune, okay? Um, some of these vaccines are as high as 95% effective, okay? 95% effective in making sure that you develop immunity against this particular COVID-19, right? And so- the You're basically saying, you're, Dr. Coupe, you're saying if someone does not receive both injections, so the first dose and the second dose, you cannot expect to develop full immunity or 95% immunity against coronavirus 19. That is correct. That is correct. So don't take the first one and think you don't need the second one. You need both of them. In fact, okay. you know, I, I'll, full disclosure, I had mine yesterday. How about that? 
Okay. Okay. And so guys, the, the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccinations are both two doses. Um, and since we're here, Dr. Cape, how much time in between dose one and dose two? 21 days. One week, two weeks, three weeks? Days. Okay. 21 days uh, uh, between the shots. And um, it's for both the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine. Okay. And they give you the shots in your upper arm, right? The muscles, just the way you get all other vaccines. Now, mm-hmm. this vaccine, when you get it, what are some side effects? Remember, side effects is not the same thing as being allergic to something. Okay, I want to rephrase this. Mm-hmm. I want to stress this. Side effects is not allergies. So what are some side effects? You can have some pain in the injection site. You can have some fatigue. You can have some headache. You can have some muscle chills. Even your lymph nodes could be swollen a little bit. The more severe side effects we've noticed with this vaccine could be some nausea, vomiting for those who probably come in and get their vaccine without eating or whatever the case may be, and maybe even some fever occasionally. But those are side effects. And why do we see those side effects? It's because the immune system, everybody's immune system acts differently. And those side effects are a good sign because your immune system has recognized it and your immune system is working. That's what causes side effects. It's your immune. Yeah, it's mounting a response. Exactly. Mounting a response. And that's what you want. That's exactly what you want, Dr. Thomas. That tells me that this vaccine is, is doing what it says that it's supposed to do, which is trigger your immune system, train your immune system, so they could learn this thing. So in case the real virus comes along, it knows what to do. So again, these are side mm-hmm. effects. These are not allergic reaction just because somebody said, oh my gosh, after the injection, I got a swollen lymph node. I felt weak. I got chills. You say, okay, good. That means the vaccine works. That's what you got to say to yourself. Not, oh my gosh, I'm not going to take this because I don't want to be allergic to it. No, 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 no. That is expected, right? So, so now, Because we know that, that means that when you ask me who should not get this COVID-19 vaccine, though, is only two different people. If you had a severe allergic reaction after the first dose of the vaccine, remember, the side effects that I just said are not allergic reactions. So just Mm because you develop some of these side effects with the first dose, does not mean that you don't go back and get the second dose. You don't fall into that trap. All right now. The second person that should not get this vaccine is somebody who develops severe allergic reaction to any ingredient of this vaccine. So if you develop severe reaction to oil and sugar, which is probably not many, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was gonna say they're in a bad position right now. That's right, the case. Right. You need to take this vaccine. Okay, so, so right. in essence, there should be no one saying, oh, I should not take this vaccine because I'm a, because I'm whatever. Everyone can get it. Yeah. And that's basically what you're saying. Everyone should get the vaccine, including what about folks, Dr. Coupe, who are immunocompromised with things like uh, lupus, cancer, HIV or AIDS? What about those folks? Great question. In fact, those are the people that need the vaccine. Those are the people okay, with now. Frailed, frailed immunity. So, so th- these are the people, the folks that we're talking about that are higher risk of dying from this vaccine, I mean, from this virus, 
mm-hmm. are the people that we need to give the vaccine to first. So that's why the first rollout of this vaccine, phase one of this rollout of this distribution of this vaccine is going to these nursing homes because they're the ones that are at the highest risk of dying from this virus. And so, yes, but also talk to your doctors, talk to your physician, because they are better suited to tell you whether you should take this vaccine or not. And two, when you should take this vaccine, right? So not listening to someone in social media who don't know you or listening to uh, some, you know, rap star or some, you know, pop star telling you, listen, this vaccine is not for me. No, everyone needs a chance to, to really be immune against this virus. And we already know what this virus does. We already know. Absolutely. Yeah. It's better to have some protection than no protection. That's the way I see it. Um, I have not had my vaccine yet because I still had to get the flu vaccination. And so of course you cannot receive two vaccines on the same day. So I had my flu shot and I have to wait. And let's talk about that. How much time should we wait in between getting vaccinated? So I've had the flu vaccine. Um, I've seen 14 days and I've seen 30 days before I can get the, the first dose of the coronavirus 19 vaccination. So uh, I can tell you, um, you know, it depends, right? And this is what, what's important here. What's your response to the flu vaccine when you got it, right? So what are some of the side effects? Do you feel malaise? Do you get sick? You say like, oh my gosh, I'm sick, right? Some, Whatever of, the same, some of the same things you just expressed regarding coronavirus 19, some exactly. of those same so, things. So essentially we're waiting for your immune body, immune defense system to, to recover. So, so those side effects, once they resolve, once you're completely out the woods with those side effects, then, then you can get another vaccine. The issue is, is that we don't want to like superimpose one vaccine on top of another and make these vac- side effects even worse. So, so that's the reason why the recommendations are like 15 to 30 days. Um, but again, um, you know, you have to speak to your doctor and everybody is different because, um, you know, not everyone has the same re- reaction to a vaccine. Yeah. And before I throw another question at you, I just had another question come in. Um, I did interrupt you to make that point. So I just wanted to ensure that you've completed your thought regarding what you were saying before I interrupted. Are we all good with that? Or are you still? No, I think we're good. I meant to complete good. that thought. Okay. So someone just sent in a question. Uh, if I've been infected with COVID-19, should I get the vaccine still? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, look, what exactly does the vaccine does? When do we know that it actually is going to work? First of all, everyone should get the vaccine, right? The more people who get the vaccine, two things are going to happen. One, the more we're going to recover from all of this, the more we're going to see less and less people getting infected from this, the more and more we're going to see less and less people dying from this. And also, this concept of, you know, herd immunity, okay? You know, when we actually take a vaccine, it doesn't mean that we stop wearing our mask and stop doing social distancing. We still have to do those things, right? And we're still learning because right now, so far, we know that the vaccine 
keeps you immune for about three to six months for sure, right? We know that for sure. But there's a lot to learn. How long are we immune, right? And also, those who were previously infected with the virus, we know also that they're immune for three to six months, essentially. But then we still need to learn how long can they get this again, right? So because of all of these gaps and still us understanding where we stand with that, it's important for everyone to be vaccinated, including those who were previously infected with the virus. And even after being vaccinated to continue practice all the public health measures that you're hearing. Okay. Yeah. So folks, listen, the research doesn't stop. Just because we have the vaccine, it doesn't mean that the scientists and researchers have stopped researching and, uh, you know, and, and trying to learn from this disease. We're still trying to determine, as Dr. Coupe said, how long will this vaccine provide immunity? Yeah. yeah. So don't think once you get this, the first vaccination, dose one and dose two, that that's, that's, that's it. It's a wrap. We may have to do this again next year and next year, similar to the flu vaccine. It just really depends really on what the amount of strains that are created from this virus. So if it continues to mutate as uh, folks, if you watch the news, you, you saw that there's a new strain in the UK. And so if it continues to mutate, then yeah, we'll have to continue to, this will be an ongoing endeavor as it is with the flu vaccination. You know, and I want to make one point, Dr. Thomas, you know, as all of our listeners here, you know, this is the thing, you know, science, medicine is an art and it's a practice. It's not meant to be a hundred percent perfect. What we have discovered already is that the vaccines, the two one, the two of them that you're hearing now about the Pfizer and Moderna, we know 90 to 95%, it is effective and we know it's safe. That is why we were able to get issued an emergency administration utilization of these vaccines. And that's why it happened so quickly. But we are still in the process of discovering other aspects of this vaccine, meaning how long does the immunity reside? You know, how many times uh, do we need to consider getting vaccinated with this COVID-19 vaccination? Is it every year, as Dr. Thomas pointed out? So these are the things that we're waiting to find out, but don't think that these things dismiss the fact that the vaccine is not effective or safe, because it is, and that was determined already. And so, yes, indeed, um, there's a lot to be learned, there's continuous studying. And as Dr. Thomas pointed out, um, the clinical trials have not stopped. All we're doing is more of an expansion of this clinical trial to get more and more data on how this thing works. But for right now, uh, we, we know it's effective and we know that it's safe. Okay. So Dr. Coupe, we have about five minutes left and I want to get to these other questions that were sent in prior to this morning and a couple of questions that have come on during the, during the session. This is an easy one. Has anyone died from the COVID-19 vaccine? <laughs> Great question. No. Good okay. One. Moving on. Why are the vials different colors? So someone wrote in and said that they are a healthcare worker and they were offered the vaccination and they noticed that the vials have different color lids. I, I personally think it means nothing. 
or and I professionally think it means nothing. But Dr. Coupe, have you heard there's a difference between these uh, these vials with the different colors? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, you know, it could be even color coded based off of whether it's first or second dose. I'm not even sure. But I can tell you though that okay, you know, it it, it, it that that's not um, as relevant. I think the most important not to worry. Yeah, not to worry. I think the most important thing is making sure that you have both doses of this vaccine. Okay. Now, is Pfizer or Moderna safer? You know, we know that both are effective and we know both of them are safe. Um, there is not okay. an issue of which one is safer, which one is more. We know that both of them. In fact, the Moderna vaccine um, was out in front of the race, although Pfizer was approved first to be used emergency-wise. But the Moderna is the one that actually came out with their data first. So both of them are effective. And safe to use. Now, this question is about the research, um, and, and we just answered this a few moments ago. Dr. Coupe said the clinical trials still continue. So, no, the research has not stopped. It's ongoing, and especially for something that's new, you got to continuously um, check the effects and the the outcomes of folks who've been exposed. They're going to continue these studies for some time now. Um, let's see. Someone is asking about guidance for next year yet. I don't think we have guidance for, for next year yet. No, no, no. We um, Specifically, if it'll be a yearly vaccine. I don't think we know that. We, we, we don't know that. Um, although there are um, signs suggesting that it could be. Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, with mutations happening, um, and to be honest, you know, how long this immunity lasts, right? We need to consider that. As you know, this is not the first type of coronavirus we have. There's multiple ones. In fact, I'm sure you guys already forgot, you know, SIRS and, and, and MARS and uh, I should say MERS. Mm-hmm. Let's say MARS, MERS, <laughs> all these, all these MERS, uh, yeah. uh, epidemic that occurred, although they didn't reach pandemic size. But I think we have to understand all those with coronavirus. So it's likely that there could be another strand and this may need to be a yearly thing. Um, but um, is yet to be seen. Okay. So um, guys, you know, we're wrapping it up here. We have been talking about the coronavirus 19 vaccination on both shows this morning on Community Matters, 99 Jams of Super Cindy. I have Dr. Uh, Sydney Coupe, who's an internal medicine doctor in private practice and has a nonprofit and does work in Haiti. And uh, we really just answered a lot of questions and I think dispelled a lot of myths. We busted those myths here on the show this morning. So I appreciate everyone who came on to listen to uh, both parts of this discussion. You know, the bottom line here is everyone should get this vaccination Um, people with heart issues, you can take the COVID vaccine. There are no contraindications for someone with a heart condition or comorbid conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure and kidney and liver disease. You guys are safe. And we had the discussion also of people who have uh, conditions that could cause immunocompromising uh, like lupus, cancer, HIV, AIDS. It's early. I, I kind of got lost in that word, y'all. Forgive me. <laughs> but if you have an immunocompromising condition, you too can take the COVID-19 vaccination. It is safe. Dr. Coupe, would you agree with me in saying that if you have questions, additional questions about this vaccine, please schedule an appointment with your primary care doctor. Sit down and talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't have a primary care doctor, give Dr. Coupe a call. 
because that's what we're about, because we want everybody to have access. This is not the time to play around with this, okay? If you know a neighbor who haven't seen a doctor for years, this is a chance to really support them because getting them access is really protecting you as well. And we learned this from this pandemic, right? Because if your next door neighbor has coronavirus, right. you don't know it, you're at risk. So yes, um, don't right. Um, if you don't have a doctor, you're looking for a doctor, call our office. We'll, we might even support you in identifying one if we're not the one for you, right? And, and our number, as you Give know- Give them the information again. Sure, sure. Yes. Our phone number is 786-207-4788. Again, it's 786-207-4788. You can go to coupequalityclinic.com uh, on, online. You can go to our social media um, at Coupe Quality Clinic or just reach out to me directly at dr.sydneycoupe at dr.sydneycoupe on Instagram, right? Or Sydney Coupe on Facebook. Um, we're there. We're easy to be found. And so um, there should be no reason why someone should be left without having access to a doctor who to control their diabetes or high blood pressure, especially during these horrid times right now. All right, y'all. So I'm going to let Dr. Coupe have the last word on that. Thank you so much for sharing your contact information. Everyone, you must have a primary care doctor. You need someone to help manage your your health care. Someone once told me everyone needs a good doctor, a great attorney, and a good accountant. And I'm going to add in a mental health professional to that as well, y'all. So thanks for joining us on 99 Jams Community Matters today. Thank you, Dr. Coupe, for coming on. Everybody, have a great Sunday. Have a good one, everyone. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.